0: The Off the Rails Podcast, a deep dive into Dynasty Devy and other degenerate forms of fantasy football. Please welcome your host, Ben and James. Off the Rails Podcast, talking about motherfucking football. Off the Rails Podcast, Dynasty Devy, auction, super Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Off the Rails Podcast. A deep dive into dynasty, Devi, and other degenerate forms of fantasy football. I am one of your hosts, James, here with my friend Ben. Ben, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, James. How are you?
0: I am. Uh, I'm doing really well, man. We are uh, five days away from the combine, and I. Uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty excited about
1: that. Dude, the Combine is always, i, I don't, for me at least, I don't know, like one of the most exciting times. Of the, it might be more exciting than the NFL draft. Ah, it, might be. Uh,
0: it, might be uh, it might be. It might
1: it be. It might though. be. It might be, though. It might be, though. I love, I love the Combine.
0: Um, so uh, we mention the Combine because we do uh, quickly just want to get to you all that Ben and I are both going to be giving you instant reactions uh, to the numbers that these athletes put up over uh, thursday and friday so we will have a quick um, hit just back and forth episode just reacting to the numbers uh, put up by the wide receivers and tight ends available for you all on friday as well as a recap of the running back and quarterback numbers on saturday morning so uh, excited to to get that content out to you all and and honestly excited to circle up with you ben on uh, on what those numbers look like
1: yeah man i uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see how close or far off i've been with like the guesses that i've been making about these guys i have a feeling it could be a bloodbath we shall see we shall see uh but yeah i'm I'll, dude, i'm very excited for it um it almost makes me want to like take off work to like watch it all in real time but
0: I legitimately uh, thought about that also. <laughs> it's like, I've got a few uh, uh, sick days built up. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, that's, no, that's, that's definitely not, not going to be an option. Uh, I've talked about the combine far too much at work for, uh, for me. Every, to do everyone that. will know what's happening. Everybody yeah. will know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, do you kind know what's
1: going to be uh, like a super buzzkill? What's that? Uh, Brian Edwards not being able to participate in the combine.
0: That is a real bummer, man. It really is. Uh unhappy about that because I wanted to see how this guy ran. Also, you know, you and I were uh pretty far off in, in in our rankings of him and uh was hoping the uh the combine numbers would uh unify us a little bit more. So that was really unfortunate. Um do we do, know do you
1: know I I don't know how much you've looked into it. Do you know how far back this like broken foot occurred? Like, will we get a chance to see pro day numbers Is he's going to, is he going to be like ready to like play for like off season activities and things like that? Like, I don't, or are we still in the dark on that? I
0: think, I think we're still in the dark. He, uh, he just like kind of announced that he had this broken foot and that wasn't participating in the combine, you know, less, less than a week until the combine. Like it didn't, it was, it was a real confusing way to, uh, to handle it, um, but that was certainly the first piece of news here uh, over the last couple of days that I uh, was a bummer, I think, for the entire dynasty community. Um, Dude, with,
1: with people not being able to see him like run and jump and stuff, especially if there's no pro day, he is going to be, well, I don't know, I guess we'll see where, where he goes in actual NFL drafts at that point, because certainly this will hurt his draft stock, but uh, he's going to be a fucking crazy value, I think, in, in fantasy drafts. I think it'll probably be like third round status. You know, if if he like doesn't get a chance to do any of this stuff and ends up with like a mid round draft pick. Yep. Yeah, if he slips so.
0: to day three in the actual NFL draft, um, yeah, he's probably slipping to the third round depending on, yeah. on landing spot in, in these rookie drafts.
1: Oh, so. uh, it's so grosso. Because I was like semi banking on him showing out athletically and like that being the thing to boost him. I know you were uh, into high, into higher NFL draft capital, which of course will drive up his fantasy draft capital, but, ah, uh, it's all right. These things happen every year. They happen. So
0: they do. And, and you know what, man? Um, maybe it just leads to him landing in the right location and being Absolutely able to to, 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 own there, you know? Um, sure it does. It does happen. So yeah, like, like we just mentioned, Brian Edwards has a broken foot. I guess we don't know when that happened, when he'll be healthy, uh, still <laughs> a lot of uncertainty around that, so that's a little frustrating. Um, also, over the last week, Greg Olson signed with the Seahawks. Uh, I found this uh, pretty interesting, Ben. Do you, you know what are what are your immediate thoughts on that signing?
1: I mean, dude, like as you know, you and I own a share of Greg Olson in a league where we're pretty desperate at tight end, and so it's like I, as far as landing spots go. This is okay. I, you know, I guess. I Seattle doesn't has never really been productive with the tight end, uh, and like Will Disley. I actually thought he looks pretty decent, and I'm I'm assuming he's going to be healthy. I don't know. It seems low upside to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Since the, um, you know, I guess Jimmy Graham kind of, you know, he he had some time there. Yeah, that, was, that was productive. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's a good landing spot for him gives him some upside um but yeah we'll we'll kind of see it's i you know it keeps him in that uh, probably like high end tight end two range but like really even what is the upside i you know i don't know um it is it is a it's a place he's playing football though and you know they gave him some money and and i was honestly surprised to see what that number was but How, how much did they pay him uh seven million with uh five and a half guaranteed
1: yeah okay i I guess he's gonna play football I, I i don't know man when a guy starts getting to this age especially when it's like there's so much conversation about him you know getting it to the broadcast booth and things like that and uh it's like i you know you never really know what kind of a role to expect uh so i you know We'll see. I will, I will be investing like literally nothing in any kind of Greg Olson shares. So I'll throw that out there. In Dynasty, Redraft, or otherwise.
0: Yeah, I can, uh, I can agree with you on that. I will be uh, hoping that he pans out just uh, selfishly in, in our one league. Uh, Jordan Reed, continuing uh, some tight end news here, uh, I guess was finally cleared from the concussion protocol uh, six months later. And then uh, promptly cut from uh, from the Washington football team. So that um, that happened. Another another tight end that it's kind of you know what what is worth investing in him at this point. I yeah,
1: guess. I mean, I, we'll we'll see if where he lands somewhere else. But it's like that guy, you know, has has already had. Several too many concussions, and it's like a huge concussion risk. I, you know, I this is this is one of those guys where it's like you look at him and you want to just be like, dude, retire. Do do yourself a favor for like your your real life well being and retire.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many has he had? Like seven?
1: I I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a lot. uh And he's missed a lot of time with a lot of other various injuries too over the course of his career. I mean, in his prime, dude, he was one of the best. But it's like we're at a point now where that is so far in the rear view mirror. I I, I find it very difficult to see him having uh, a productive role. I think anyone who who would be willing to take him on, would be terrified to, to have him out on the field more than a handful of snaps a game. I, you know, I just, again, if he does land somewhere, the upside, I think is going to be pretty limited. So we'll, we'll see. He might land somewhere awesome. And then all of a sudden I'm changing my tune, but I, I doubt it.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, last few years, he's just kind of been that, that, dart throw like can this guy play healthy but now we've hit the point with concussions that it's really like yeah man can you just hang up those cleats so that we don't have to worry about you later on in your life like we already have to for all for all these guys just uh at, at a at a whole nother level here so um and then last uh, real piece of news that that's happened uh since our last podcast and kind of around the time of that but uh drew Brees announced on social media that he was returning to the saints a contract has not been ironed out i'm sure his agent is pretty pissed at him for uh for doing this announcement uh be- before they've uh, sorted out all of the financial details uh but he's going to be back with the saints and uh and running the show there so uh you know i think Good for all of the Saints' assets, you know Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas for sure. Um, I, you know, I it does it does really bring to mind for me though, like both of the other quarterbacks on that roster are free agents or yeah, at dude, least like are Bridge, going into restricted free agents. Bridgewater's
1: going to walk. I think somebody's going to make him an offer to at least compete to be a starter. And like, I don't, you know, uh, do you think this is Drew Brees' last year? Yes. Is the writing on the wall that that's the case?
0: Yeah, I think that that's what it is. He seems like somebody. You know, the thing about Drew Brees is that I feel like he'll be somebody that hangs it up before like the talent's all gone. Like I think he still thinks he's got some uh, he to go out there, and I think he does Dude, still, he's still have.
1: Been, it. He's still been great the last couple of years. I, you yeah. know, so I, I think this is a guy that could keep playing if he wanted to. I, I, I and there's like selfishly because yes, all the Saints. You know, fantasy assets, uh, you know, would take a major hit, especially with no, no like backup plan here, no go forward plan. You know, Chetty Bridgewater was kind of an exciting idea in like in the limited time that he actually led that offense, looked pretty good. And the Saints fantasy players kept up. And I do think some of this is just like a natural consequence of the Sean Payton offense. Um, and that if yep. they do put, some, when they do put somebody else in there, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to look as bad as some of these other teams with makeshift quarterback situations. And, and, you know, I don't know, man, we are in, we are in like the heyday of the qu- the quarterback right now in the NFL. There's tons of guys that are hitting free agency this year that like are valuable and could start for teams. And like, it's probably going to be the same case next year. I, have, I haven't totally looked at it, but um, so we'll see. But I, I do wish that they uh, had you know or or we're building towards the, f- the future at that position you know and and it looked good with Teddy Bridgewater but again I, I don't think he's going to resign there
0: yeah I think uh I don't know exactly what the number is but he, somebody's going to make an offer to him that's like got to be like 20 million a year f- 15 20 and like at that point you know what's the Saints can't pay. They, you know, they're already like seem to constantly be in cap hell uh, year after year. You know, you can't, they're probably going to, Breeze is probably going to get at least $30 million a year, somewhere in that range. Like you can't have $45, $50 million invested in the quarterback position and then no, that's have, tough. have Michael Thomas, uh, you know, making the money he's making now too. So, uh, yeah, the, I think he goes walks, and uh, you know Taysom Hill is is another kind of an enigma. Like dude, what? I feel
1: like a Taysom Hill, though, you're going to get to resign for cheap because at the end of the day, man, nobody is going to sign that guy to play quarterback. No one's even going to really want to sign him to play backup quarterback. I think other like offensive coordinators in this league might look at him and think that guy's an intriguing weapon, and I could come up with some fun things with him. But it's like, dude, he's got like a a already built role within the Saints offense. That like caters to his skill set very, very well, and I, I don't know that he would get uh, that same kind of opportunity elsewhere. And and again, I don't think I don't think he's going to demand a ton on the open market. I I would not be surprised if he ended up still a saint.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. And uh, yeah, I think so. He's about to be thirty. He uh, has thrown less than fifty passes in his entire career. So yeah, I don't I don't th- see a team. Being like, this is going to be our quarterback, or even our backup quarterback. Um, and I think everybody does look at Sean Payton and and how good that guy is in 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 the lab as an as an offensive mind. And I don't think anybody else could use Taysom Hill in in the way that they have at this point. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, again, selfishly happy as as, and I know you are too, uh, an owner of. Uh, the top-tier Saints assets in, in a few different leagues. It, happy to see Breeze back, and uh, we'll see where that number ends up and, and, and how everything shakes out in the offseason. But uh, glad to see him back in a, in a Saints uniform, and I'm sure the team will be also.
1: 100%. All right, enough news and notes, man. Why don't we get to the main event of the day?
0: That's right. Today we are going to cover uh, just a roundup here of our buys uh, here in the off season, you know, right around now, uh, this is the time where uh, things start heating up in your leagues. People trying to position for rookie drafts and to get extra picks are making trades. Uh, everybody's kind of getting the itch again. Right around this time at the combine, you know, they start walking in the combine and they're like, "Oh man, I gotta, you know, I got that itch. I want to go out there, maybe, maybe make a deal, change up my team a little bit." Um, so we're here to uh, to offer you guys uh, some uh, of our buys for uh, for the, at this point in the off season, and uh, want to just give you guys a little more info on 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 who we are targeting uh, this off season.
1: Well said, James. Do you want to lead us off with the first one?
0: I sure can. Uh, so <laughs> my uh, my first one here is. Well, it's it's gonna be uh, basically it's covering two players, killing two birds one stone here. So, uh, forgive me for like already breaking the rules, seemingly of uh, of this by podcast. We're
1: immediately immediately gonna break all all of the rules. So, yeah. so just go ahead and we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay,
0: all right. Um, so my first ones, uh, just f- so that everybody knows, uh, it's important for Ben and I to point out. You know what it was that we were using here to determine our our buys and sells. So we went off of the uh, the DLF February uh, startup ADP. So this is where people are actually drafting players in startup drafts right now. So that's what we used to uh, to value these guys. So it wasn't off of rankings. It was off startup ADP, showing where people are actually taking these guys uh, in in new leagues. So. Um so my first kickoff here is going to be Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. Uh in, in this by conversation, Tyler Boyd uh was the forty-sixth person taken off the board right there at the back end of the fourth round. Uh and AJ Green is down at eighty seven.
1: Yeah. So I immediately have thoughts here. First of all, AJ green. I didn't have him highlighted as a buy, but like, yeah, no, I mean, you're going you, you'll make an argument here for that and I will agree with all of it. And so I can, I can definitely see it. Uh, Tyler Boyd on the other hand, I actually, and I know that this is the buy episode, but I have him as a sell. Yeah. You've
0: been a Tyler Boyd hater from the very beginning. Uh, he is somebody I who I think been a Tyler Boyd He is somebody who every off season you and I go back and forth. Every during the season we 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 go back and forth on on Tyler Boyd. Um, he's not a Ben kind of player uh, out of the slot. Um,
1: if if by that you mean like productive, <laughs> no, just kidding. He's he's been pretty decent the last two years. Um,
0: I was gonna say I, he has. Uh, he's only played in the league for uh, for four years, and uh, the last two years has eclipsed a uh, thousand receptions or a thousand yards receiving. Holy so, shit, a thousand! Yeah. So I mean, in uh, in 2018, he played in 14 games, uh, had 108 targets for 76 receptions, 1,028 yards, and seven touchdowns. And last year, played in uh, 16 games, 148 targets. Ninety receptions, a thousand and forty-six yards, and five touchdowns. So the last two years eclipsed a thousand yards. Um, he's, I mean, dude, he has legitimately broken out, and has, I mean, he's been a clear-cut wide receiver too uh, each of the last few years. So that's where uh, I think it's one of those things in your Tyler Boyd hate where I'm like, you know, what else does this guy need to do at this point to uh, to show you that uh, that he's a legitimate NFL wide receiver and he also just got paid.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I you know uh, this isn't really a question for me of whether or not he's a legitimate NFL wide receiver. I think he is, obviously. And and I think he's a pretty good one too. I uh, you know, most of this for me is about fantasy upside and like almost always when I'm when I'm drafting a wide receiver and again, this is a value-based conversation, right? So, when I'm drafting a wide receiver at like he's he's going right now at 46 overall. So, you're looking about using your th- Third round pick no, to get back round back no, end of the fourth, fourth round. No, back fourth. end of the fourth okay. round. Um I would much rather be trying to pull on somebody that I feel like has the ability to elevate themselves into that next conversation of players. And I don't know just from a talent standpoint that he's necessarily going to be the, the guy to do that. I, you know, some of this does come down to the AJ Green conversation, and we don't yet know where he is going to play. Um I think that if AJ Green does play. Then Tyler Boyd fades into the background a little bit, um, and I think it'd be difficult for him to recreate the numbers that he's had the last two years. But even still, we're talking wide receiver two numbers the last two years, and I, you know, for where this is in the draft, I feel like I'm go- I want to be shooting for somebody that is going to have the upside to be more than that.
0: Yeah, no, and I and I totally understand that. So I think uh, you know in this last year. I mean, whatever the Bengals are, are seemingly just uh, you know a perpetual dumpster fire. But you know, last year it was clear and obvious they were tanking. They wanted a they wanted you know Zach Taylor that new regime. They wanted it uh, their own quarterback. They and they they did it successfully. They were the worst team in the NFL. They have the number one overall pick. They're probably going to take Burrow and uh, and they're going to have their quarterback in the future. And that's all going to be sorted out. So I don't want to, you know, discount that. Uh, I think Zach Taylor is a good offensive coach, and uh, I think that with a good a good quarterback moving forward, uh, this team is going to be more exciting on offense. And I think that even if AJ Green does come back, uh, they I mean they play different positions. Man, Tyler Boyd is mostly playing out of the slot. Uh, that's who he is. Yeah, he doesn't have that full like elite number one wide receiver upside. Uh, but I think he's somebody who's going to return the same numbers for you regardless. Uh, the year before he did that in, uh, and again, in just like a hundred targets uh, this offense, I think it's going to be kind of a like offense and scoring is how Zach Taylor is going to continue to keep his job. Not even necessarily the Bengals winning games. And, uh, and that's kind of how things are going to advance moving forward.
1: Yeah. And that's fine. And I, I do think Zach Taylor's a good offensive mind. I, do think that they will draft Joe Burrow. And I do think that's going to be a huge boon for the offense. And so all of the above, you know, um, most of it for me is that it's like, I uh, watching Tyler Boyd, I think to myself, that guy's a pretty good number two wide receiver, like for a team, not, not, not like in fantasy. And he's been one in fantasy, but that's because he's been getting wide receiver one target loads because of AJ Green's injuries. And like, I don't, I don't think that this team is, is going to be content with their receiver room the way that it stands, if AJ Green leaves, if AJ Green stays, there are those concerns that I've already stated. But it's like I think I think that they try to add to it, and uh, you know I just don't know that Tyler Boyd is like is is going to be the wide receiver one on that team for very long. I guess
0: that's that's fine, man. Uh, and you know, like I said, you have uh, <laughs> been a perpetual Tyler Boyd hater. Not uh, not yeah, a I don't think he's him. good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think that that you know. That shows it right there. I think 46 is his floor, and I think uh, he's going to be higher than that uh, by the end of next year, where he's going to be somebody who will continue to produce. I mean, you know, all they've done is they, you know, spent a top 10 pick on John Ross and Tyler Boyd's like, nah, man, you know, I'm the guy here, not uh, not AJ Green and his injuries and everything else, not John Ross, your your top 10 burner pick. Uh, me in the slot catching everything that comes my way so um, I still like him moving forward and then kind of the two-fold conversation here with AJ Green I mean dude down at 87 like it's get the, disrespectful get the <laughs> fuck out of here man <laughs> Like seriously, no.
1: I mean, like from, from a dynasty standpoint, man. I mean, I think that there's the age related conversation that immediately needs to be had. I, you know, he's how how many more like elite level productive years could he have? Really, just based based on the age that he already is. So that's part of it. Um,
0: I think the that eighteen months about off where of... he's going to play, sure. The I role think he's that... going
1: to have how healthy he actually is. Is he going to be able to come back a hundred percent of what he was? All of these things are, are fair questions. I think. I think
0: the break is good for him, man. Eighteen months without football. Like, I think he's going to be refreshed and coming back and uh, and ready to kick some ass. I mean, you know.
1: No, I don't disagree. I mean, like I said, I, I kind of generally agree with the thought of A.J. Green being a buy. Um, you know, especially, and again, dude, some of this, too, when we're talking about the various buys and sells here, it's going to be a little bit different depending on where your team is at in the process. Like, if I am a win-now team, I'm looking to buy aj green if i'm a win now team i'm looking to buy you know a guy that i'll mention here later on julian edelman you know but like those guys don't make sense if you're in a rebuilding phase or if you're somewhere in between you know if you're not ready to actually compete for a championship this year you know uh, that's that's capital you should be using to invest in younger guys i agree but, but i also if, think if you are one of those teams that like maybe needs a wide receiver two for next year or something like that i mean again we need to see what is where his landing spot is um, but it's like this, this to me feels like a great price tag. He could land in an amazing spot, right? Yeah, um, he could. And, and if he, if he does, uh, you know, the, you could see immediate return on investment. Um, I suppose it's possible he lands in a shitty spot, but
0: I heard floated San Francisco and, uh, and I, you know, I was like, I mean, that's, that's, uh, a best case scenario. Uh, you know, ah, I don't know about like that. that. I think, uh, I think AJ green is still really good at football. I think he was somebody who we just forget how good this guy was just recency bias. And, uh, I think, you know, yeah, if you're in a full rebuild, he's not somebody you're going to buy, but I think even just from a value market understanding, like I see the probability of, of him being more valuable next off season, or at some point during this season, I see that and as as, right as significantly more likely than yeah, than him losing value at this point. I mean Yeah, you know. I think
1: I think baked into his value right now is like some chance that maybe he doesn't play football anymore. So, you know, some chance that the landing spot is fucking awful. And it's like, yeah, the moment that neither of those things are the case, he does land on a team, it's a good situation or something, he will immediately appreciate. And certainly if he gets into the season and is actually producing it all, you could see a substantial uptick in appreciation. But I mean, dude, to some degree it, it is gonna be capped just based on his age. Totally fair. Uh but um, he is like deep, deep down the list. So, you know. Yeah, I mean again,
0: eighty seven. That's uh b- 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 quick now, six seventh round. I'd take I'd take uh, eighth round. Eighth round, beginning of the eighth round. I'll I'd take AJ Green there and start up for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, I am looking at the guys that are like in and around that area. And like, yeah, I mean, again, if, if, if my, if the intent of my team is to try and compete year one or whatever, that's a guy I'd be looking at, you know, there's other guys I'd prefer for dynasty that are in that range or later. Uh, but again, like entirely depends on, on where you're at in the team building process. But, yep, you know, one of the guys that I know you were going to mention, uh, McCall Hardman at 92, like, I, I think for most of my teams, I'd rather have that guy.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And again, that depends on how you're building, right? Like, are you like doing a... I mean, the, you know, in a startup, are you trying to compete year one? That, that's something that, you know, people have to actually think about when they're, when they're building their team, when they're drafting their team from the beginning. Because there's nothing more hopeless in any of your sports than just riding that treadmill of mediocrity, right? You got to build your teams to fit windows. And uh, if you're building to win immediately... Then uh, in dynasty, especially in startup drafts, that's where you can get uh, a lot of value in uh, in knowing that you know I'm I'm going for this early on, and I'm willing to take a little bit of the long term hit to uh, to try and take down a championship in those first couple of years, and uh, and AJ Green is is a perfect guy for that, and that's the that's the position that I mean most of my teams are in. And at this point where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go for championships and, uh, and AJ Green is just somebody I'm looking at that, uh, if somebody is selling him for that, that 87 ranking value, you know, I don't know. Um, I guess even just looking at, uh, at the rankings, he's at 74 in the, in the DLF rankings, Uh, you know? either one of those i'm still happy with with that value range again talking about the guys around there i just think it's crazy he he has fallen this far and it's in it and it's purely because he hasn't played football and in the moment that he does he'll be back up in that top 50 range pretty pretty quickly
1: what number did you say you had him at
0: he is at uh 87 in this in the okay. startup okay. in the startup and then he's at 74 in the actual dlf rankings
1: Oh, in the rankings. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. Yep. Um, well, let me throw out another name here of a guy that I would be interested in buying, um, and it's it almost feels gross as it's going to roll off the tongue here, but I'm actually interested in buying Jarvis Landry this year. Okay. And like this is a, a like 180 turnabout for me because pretty much every year since Jarvis Landry has come into the league, I've been all about selling Jarvis Landry. Um but you know what, man, this is the year that he took like a major value hit. I mean, like most of the time you'd be looking at Jarvis Landry in the first three rounds of a startup or something like that, at, at least like for however many of the years he was in Miami. And I would say even last year in Cleveland, nah, it was probably, it was probably later um, because OBJ was there. Um, but like he's, he has fallen further despite the fact that he was still like the number 14 wide receiver on the year. And it's like a vastly outplayed OBJ. Um, and that has put him now at sixty one. And like for me, for like built in, guaranteed high end wide receiver two production, it's like that is a great price tag.
0: Yeah, no, and I and I and I totally understand that. Um, that Cleveland team this year was was uh, a bit of a, a dumpster fire. Also, yes. I mean, like Freddie Kitchens was not meant to be an NFL head coach. Uh, John Dorsey lost his job over that decision it seems like too and um, Jarvis Landry yeah he's somebody in the 60 range I I can see value there uh, you know I guess circling back to the DLF ranks they have him at 41 that's that would definitely be more in the range that I'd, I'd be looking yeah. at him uh, I, I being valued. He uh, I agree.
1: And now like I, I think most of this right now is like some baked-in assumption that OBJ is going to be OBJ again next year. And yep. you know, that, that can only mean that Jarvis Landry is is going to get hurt. But it's like I don't necessarily see it that way. It's like Baker threw a horrible completion percentage this year. I mean, there's so many problems with the offense. Barely threw for any more yards than he threw for last year. Uh, it's like I, even if his attempts stay the same, his yards should go up, his completion should go up in pretty much any other offense than like that heap of garbage that they were running last year. I um, do,
0: I do actually want to kind of like talk about that a little bit though, because of who the head coach is there now in Stefanski. Okay, uh, as the OC in Minnesota, they ran the shit out of the ball, and I with the running back group. That they have in Cleveland. Uh, funny enough, another guy in Cleveland is one of my buys later in in Kareem Hunt. Um, they, I think, they're going to run the hell out of the ball, and there's going to be a lot more play action for Baker. Uh, it's not going to be I so mean, dude, so much. Th-
1: this this is this is my thing. They already run the shit out of the ball. I you know I and I, I guess maybe you could make an argument they should run it more question mark I mean with if both Hunt and Chubb are on the team next year. Yeah, sure. I, you could probably make that argument. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Baker's one of those guys that has got kind of a little bit of a gunslinger mentality. I think he'll get his air yards. And, like, you know, I think that'll translate to his actual yards. Um, are you expecting, like, his attempts would go down next year?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, looking here, he had uh, 534 attempts last year completion percentage went down yeah i mean you know most things across the board there went down i think yeah number of attempts um yeah i think obj is going to come back in and and they're going to they're going to figure that out i mean you know of how talented he is and they're going to they're going to get him the ball more um yeah i i mean you know i can agree whatever with with jarvis it could, it could go both ways with me here He's somebody I've just never, never really been in on in fantasy. He just proves me wrong, literally every single year. Every year, every uh, year. you
1: know what his finishes finishes are the last four years? He's 14, 21, one, eight, and sixteen. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I will, I will, to, I will totally take that at the sixty-one price tag. And, and again, like it, talking back to team building strategy here a little bit, I would be targeting him more for a team where I was trying to win, win for it out of the gates, or a team where I'm right on the cusp and I just need to be able to plug in another reliable wide receiver into like my second wide receiver spot or something like that. I dude, I think he fits the bill nicely for that.
0: It's funny because like that you're saying Jarvis because like he kind of fits oh, yeah, the like who Tyler Bol- Boyd is also.
1: Yeah, except for Tyler Boyd's not as good as Jarvis Landry is.
0: Agree to disagree. Obviously, yeah, okay. obviously, Jarvis has a much larger sample size. Um, but I think, you know, given... I mean, given dude, there are given things Boyd that make
1: Tyler Tyler Boyd more interesting. He's a better athlete. He's a much longer, taller guy. I mean, dude, there are things that make him interesting. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have... Well, whatever, depending on AJ Green being there or not, he doesn't have an OBJ on his team. But uh, all the same... It's like, nah, dude, Jarvis Jarvis Landry's a dog, dude. That that guy is, like, he is a football player. I mean, he has, like, overcome the fact that on paper he is not a guy that I should like at all and historically haven't. And it's just like, yeah, except for he fucking always does it, man, regardless of the circumstances, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I do kind of worry about buying in for a guy the first time heading into his age 28 season. That's um, fair. <laughs> and uh, but,
1: but again, but again, dude, a guy who's already a, like not a very good athlete and plays in the slot position and stuff. I you know I, I look at a guy like that and think that guy should be able to play and be effective for you know well into his thirties.
0: Yeah, we'll see how, how things uh, change in in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I mean you know at sixty one, I find it very hard to see him falling down. Uh, like you said, kind of the expectation with obj bouncing back seems to be built into that number so i can uh i can i can definitely see why why he would be a buy
1: that's fine man i don't even know that i would find myself doing it per se but um, <laughs> i he still looks like a good value to me so who, who else do you have
0: uh, the next guy on my list here is michael Gallup at 54 obviously Cowboys wide receiver Uh, just off the top here reactions to that name
1: yeah I mean dude I I think Gallup is really interesting I am more interested in him as like a little bit of a fade on Amari than anything but it's like certainly dude he showed all of the signs that you would want to see that this guy's like a legitimate NFL playmaker uh, this past year and you know I think his arrow is for sure pointing up I think he is Relatively appropriately ranked right now. Um, now, like this is all, you know, saying that like Amari Cooper is is going to be around next year, and if for whatever reason he's not, holy shit, dude, his his arrow go, should go skyrocketing. I would imagine.
0: Yes, yes, it will. Um, is, is that is that like is that do, like
1: what's your what's your thinking here?
0: So it's 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 kind of built in, man. So uh, first off, just kind of off the top here, what do you think his numbers were last year? He played in fourteen of the sixteen games.
1: Um. I don't know, putting me on the spot, trying to guess stats. I don't have them in front of me. I'm going to you do, know, I know that they were relatively similar to Amari. I'm going to guess it was like 90 catches for, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe a thousand something and, you know, seven touchdowns or something.
0: Yeah, so you're in there on the on the yardage and touchdown range. Yeah, 113 targets, 66 receptions for 11. Okay, yeah. 11 I don't know why
1: I said 90. 90 yeah. would have been like a shitload of yards because yeah, he, yeah. you know, whatever has a good yards per reception. But.
0: Yeah, 1100 yards and and six touchdowns. Um, somebody who, dude, I think, man, I think you said you know you're talking about Jarvis being a dog. This guy is a dog. He, yeah, no,
1: dude, Gallup's a gamer. I I liked him coming out.
0: Um, yeah, we both – yeah, he was, he was somebody who was exciting uh, from that perspective with that mentality that he has. Just yep. um, always – he's going to be a guy who is going to fight for that football every, every single time. Uh, so, yeah, some of this is built in. Fading whether or not Amari is still going to be there. I mean, dude – I don't know what the hell the Cowboys are doing, what Jerry Jones is doing. How are they letting Dak get into this situation in the first place? We watched how this played out for the Washington football team with Kirk Cousins. Dak is much better than, than Kirk Cousins. How they could let it get to this point where they don't have a contract sorted out with this guy. So ridiculous, dude. So I mean, ridiculous. At this, point,
1: at this point, like, pull your typical Dallas Cowboys shit, sign him to an extremely long deal, but it's like, pay the man. Pay him what he wants. I'm sure he's going to want, what, thirty five. Something like that,
0: yeah. Lock him, into, yeah.
1: Lock him into thirty-five per for like six years or whatever. Like you know, three years from now, that's going to look like a fucking steal. Well, yeah, and this you is know, how I it bet. works
0: with quarterbacks, man. The,
1: the but, next but, but, but guy to is get the paid thing is, is going to done done Yeah, but they should have done it last year or the fucking year before. It's it's like you know, yeah. Kicking this can down the road is only making the bill more expensive, and it's like, dude, just bite the bullet and sign them to as long of a deal as you possibly can. And you know, s- at some point, at some point, that'll look pretty good for you.
0: And we've seen how, the, how this goes with Jerry Jones every time. He like scoffs at a number until that person like fucking Zeke went down to Mexico and was like, all right, I'm not showing up and I'm just going to get fat here on a beach in Mexico until you give me the largest running back contract ever. Like, and, and you know, I don't get what, what they're doing there, but Dak is going to get paid and I think, yeah. but I think they may have to franchise him, man. Like, so, what I happens
1: think, with Amari in this whole situation? That's what like, I'm saying. That's the, that's the big. That's the big question here. I think you and I are both in agreement here. They'll do whatever it takes, regardless of how ridiculous the deal ends up being. They'll do whatever they take to keep Dak, Dak Prescott. So, like, what happens to Amari Cooper, especially if they're paying Dak, you know, mid 30s kind of thing?
0: They just paid Zeke. They've got Byron yeah. Jones, who they've got to pay. They just paid uh, the linebacker from from Jalen Brown. I mean, dude, they're they Demarcus. Um, dude, they've got a bunch of dudes making a bunch of money. And I think that Amari if, could if be that ca-
1: casualty. Dude, that's going to look like the, Like retrospectively or whatever, it's going to look like a horrible decision to have brought Amari over
0: like typical um, cowboy mismanagement bullshit.
1: Yeah. 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 Total mismanagement of their assets. But I, uh, you know, they're, they're going to need a draft. If they do let him walk, they're going to need a draft and probably look at free agency for a wide receiver. This year, Because, dude, it gets pretty thin when you're talking about past Michael Gallup. I think that bodes well for Gallup, especially having already been in the offense and everything like that. I could see the Cowboys investing a relatively high pick at, we, at receiver. I could also see them figuring out how to, how to, how to sign Amari. Cause, you sure. Know, but I think Gallup they, even as a number make bad two. Decisions.
0: He, I mean, do you, I think he could even pass. I mean, and you know my my Amari love over the years. Yeah. Always been somebody I've, I've been really into. I'm starting to cool sure. a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, you know, as far as where Gallup is at right now, his current price tag, I, you know, to the point that you made earlier, I think it is baking in the possibility that he's the number one on that team. So, in the event that they do actually re-sign Amari, I, I think that like where where he is at in those rankings takes a hit for me.
0: That's fair, but I, I think even this year, as the number two on that team, I mean, sixty six for eleven for eleven hundred and that was in 14 games. Again, that was that was missing two
1: games. Where where did he end up rankings wise in the wide receiver like wide receiver PPR rankings last year, do you know?
0: Uh, I do know. Uh, so the PPR rankings he finished 30th. That's on a uh you know, full season um that's uh that's a bit of a bummer and surprising to me considering like what those numbers are. Uh, but again, you know, he only played in in fourteen games, so
1: uh, that still though sounds wrong, like not possible, right? Eleven hundred, eleven hundred yards, and he's the thirtieth wide receiver.
0: Yeah, weeks weeks one through I've got one through sixteen is 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 what I sorted by PPR wide receiver. That's what it's telling me, man. Here on here on Fantasy Pros. 179.9 points in
1: weeks one through 16. Yeah, dude, that's uh, that 16.8 yards per reception kind of kills you in PPR. That 1100 yards looks good, yeah. Six touchdowns is fine, the 66 catches, you know, yeah, that's gonna that's hurt you it, in PPR,
0: so. and that, and yeah, that's probably it being built in if you're uh, in a non PPR. He was, I mean, even only that, and the, the 28th overall wide receiver, so
1: yeah. So, yeah seen so seeing that for me it's all it's honestly one of those things where it's like oh man i you know 53 is expensive or no not 50, 54 that's expensive there's there's a lot of upside uh, of the like of him potentially being the wide receiver one on that team i think baked yep. into that price tag
0: he also just finished his second year in the league so uh you know really like seeing what he's done to this point his first year he held his own 33 receptions for little over 500 yards and then in year two took this leap. And so yeah. uh, no, that's fair. That's all fair. I think in year three can, can definitely produce. So um, finished uh, where we're at here on, on Michael Gallup, who uh, who's the next guy you have on
1: your list? Dude, I'm going to go with a tried and true Ben classic. Um, and it's a guy that's, uh, you know, I think most people have completely written off for fantasy purposes, entirely as of like this time last year. Um, Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Here, we, yep. Here we go. It's like, I, so, so for those that don't know, I have been like a Devontae Parker truther like from the very get-go. And it's like despite all the signs that things weren't going well at certain points, it's like, nope, held the faith, towed the line. And it's like last year it finally paid off. And it's that was the wide receiver that I was – hoping or expecting him to be at the time that I drafted him in rookie drafts, you know, however many years ago that was at this point. Um, uh, certainly a late NFL breakout, but a, a breakout nonetheless. I mean, he ended up the year as the 13th wide receiver overall. Uh, and like m- most of that production came in the second half. I mean, he was pacing, you know, during the second half of the season to be significantly higher than that. Um, the situation right now with Fitzpatrick is a very good one for him, but also I think it's highly anticipated that the Dolphins could end up with two attack of Aloha at, at you know when this draft is all said and done. And if that's the case, that lines up nicely for, for the quarterback side of things uh, for his immediate future at the very least. I mean, he's for as long as it feels like he's been in the league, he's still only twenty seven years old, and I you know he he looked great last year, like I, I think legitimately great. Just
0: got paid. Yeah, they're going to draft a quarterback. For sure, going to draft a quarterback. Like I don't, I don't see there being any way they they make it out of this draft without one of those guys. So whether it's Tua or Justin Herbert or Jordan Love, I mean, they're not you know yeah. they're not going to get Burrow right because he's going to go one, uh, and that will presumably bode well for Devonte. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's uh, fuck it mentality, just just sling the ball up there, uh, probably this is
1: Devontae a little bit, but. A hundred percent, dude. This is with Fitzpatrick last year was what I hoped it was going to be when they brought Jay Cutler in a few years ago where, where it's like, Oh yeah, dude, give me that quarterback with the fuck it mentality. Just like chucking deep balls all over the place and let Devontae Parker go up and try and get them. Uh, except for like Jay Cutler fucking sucked and Fitzpatrick is uh, actually a a pretty good quarterback. Like he makes some ill-advised decisions and things like that, but, um, you know, he he can operate and in, in like move an offense, you know. Where uh where where is
0: he in uh the, in these ranks? What number is he at? In the he's at seven in... seventy six. Okay, seventy six. I mean, yeah, that's that's good value with that guy kind of breaking out at this point. Looking at the rankings, that's kind of the same place he's at 70, 73. Um, he was uh do you, do you know what he was uh, wide receiver last year in the, uh,
1: in yeah, so he's the, thir- the 13th, uh, wide receiver in PPR yeah. last year.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. Uh, he's definitely somebody who I, uh, I looked at and I just saw there at 70 and I was surprised considering what happened this year. Um, in the seventies, seeing him, I guess, like you said, 76, I was surprised to see him there. I thought he would be much higher at that. At, you know, just you, you can't have a season like that, still be twenty seven, and people not react now. And maybe that's just people are just like I've I've seen this guy's broken my heart for far too long, and uh, and most of the DVP truthers have, have you know jumped off the bus, uh, and and you were one of the the few still remaining. So, um, I knew you'd cover him, so I didn't even, (laughs) I didn't even worry about it. Uh, yeah. And
1: for me, for me last year, so much of it was that he was actually able to stay healthy. It was, it was actually his first full 16 game season, uh, that he has had since entering into the league. Uh, and you know, was able to do 72 catches for 1200 yards and nine touchdowns, you know, with a 16.7 yards per reception. I mean, that's dope. You know,
0: yeah, that's pretty good. And, uh, you know, we thought it was happening in 2016, 2017, 2018 was just a disaster. Um, He'd gotten hurt and it was, it was bad, but
1: yeah, there's, I think, still cause for concern that like, you know, injuries could rear their ugly heads again he is not a guy that plays well through injuries. I mean, we'll put that out there. I think that's been a lot of the reason for some of his struggles as well as it's like, he'll get these injuries. He'll try to play through them and he's ineffective. Um, but if he can stay healthy, man, I mean, I would, ex- I would ex- expect another big season And you know, like, especially if they draft Tua and they try to do like a red shirt type deal where it's like, yeah, I mean, you get a Fitzpatrick this year and then you ease it into a second year Tua who's already a little more comfortable with the offense and things like that or whatever. I think that that's a pretty good outlook. Um, and, you know, could potentially be a pretty exciting offense and, and could be pretty good upside. And and that's, you know, wherever he's at in the seventies, that, that to me seems like a deal. So
0: Yeah, Preston Williams looks good last year. They're for sure gonna draft another wide receiver. They don't have any running backs to speak of. I mean, this team is still being built. I, I, I think it was um it was amazing that they won five games this year, uh, considering just the talent on that roster and that was you know, I think Brian Flores is a real legitimate NFL coach, and was really able to to, to rally those guys. So there's a lot of, uh, I mean, dude, there's a lot that can happen there over the next several months this offseason. Yeah, I, I mean, think they have
1: three first round picks. They do. I mean, that's the thing. It's like a lot's going to happen. Most of it, I expect to be good. You know, I there's there's only one direction that offense can go right now. You know,
0: that's true. But he also, you know, was the the. The clear and obvious guy there. I mean, a hundred and oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he's.
1: I don't think he's getting drafted over or something along those lines. It's like I think they're paying him, and everybody is expecting that he is going to be the wide receiver one on that team. You know, for for at least the near future.
0: If they draft a uh, wide receiver in the first round. Does that concern you at all?
1: I mean, sure, probably should, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to end up needing to use one of those first round picks to consolidate, to move up, to get to, if that's the direction that they're going to go, as many people speculate they are. And I think that'll leave them with their late first rounder and they could snag a wide receiver right there, but you know, if, if it, if it did happen, sure, it would concern me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think if you, if you're talking about like owning the wide receiver one on a team, any team that drafts a first round wide receiver, that should be concerning.
0: Yep. I agree, um, but yeah, Devontae is is still exciting, and there's still room for him to move up in 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 the rankings and in the value for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, do they had Rosen playing a bunch of games this year, and you know, I, I, again, most of Devonte Parker's production came in, in the later half of the year, and so it's like even extrapolating that out, there's like like you said, there's room for growth.
0: Uh, so we got the the first uh, real real Ben guy there. Pretty hell yeah, <laughs> never. Uh, Never waver, right? Always, always dig your heels in more. It panned, it panned out with DVP this year for sure. It did. It did. Um, all right. So the uh, the next guy I have on my list here is Christian Kirk at fifty six, uh, wide receiver, Cardinals. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I you know listeners probably seen a trend here with me. Why I like slot wide receivers? I think there's a a lot of value there. Just with those guys being kind of the number one option, the guy that, that offenses and quarterbacks check down to, uh, Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, for all the, all the jokes about him and, and that organization clearly got their guy in Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a dude. Christian Kirk is really, really exciting. I think he's the best wide receiver on this team. Currently they invested a good amount of capital in the wide receiver position with, um, Hakeem Butler in the fourth round, Andy Isabella in the second round, they obviously still have fits on roster, but uh, I think Christian Kirk, uh, his arrow is pointing up, and I think he's going to continue to rise over the next few years, and, uh, and last year, just uh, 106 targets, 68 receptions, 709 yards, and three and three touchdowns, so not like a, a crazy great year, and that was just in, in 13 games.
1: Yeah, the injuries definitely hurt. Um, and again, I think there was some some lingering stuff going on there. I mean, that offense also struggled a bunch. And like, I agree with your sentiment that Kyler Murray's a dude. And that's an offense that I think is exciting to invest in. And like Christian Kirk right now, to me, is, you know, the obvious guy as the heir apparent, um, you know, with Elfits there this year that might cap it some, but that also might like, I don't know, maybe deter them from drafting a wide receiver high this year maybe waiting to do something like that next year. And that would just like further give Kirk a chance to solidify his spot. So,
0: yeah. And, uh, and you know, this, I think he's, he's just going to keep rising here. So he's the guy on that team. I, again, we'll see how things go in the draft. That running back position is like a, it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, whatever roster management, another weird thing with bringing in Kenyon Drake and then, David Johnson is it has to stay. I mean, he's like a double digit dead cap hit uh yeah. there in the, at the running back group. So we'll see how things go this offseason, but if I can snag Christian Kirk at uh at 56, which is the back end of the 5th round in a in a startup, I'd be I'd be pretty excited about that. And uh, you know, he's sitting in the rankings at at 57 so i mean that's like right where he's at right now for in in dynasty and you know i'd be i'd be snatching him up for for that value pretty much everywhere
1: i i don't disagree with that sentiment um, all right looking at time here James you want to try and do a little bit more quick hitting here on some of these last few guys as we as we I, kind of round through this
0: I do yeah we, we've really been been dragging on about this uh, I know
1: I know as we tend to do yeah. um, well just on that same note I've actually got David Johnson as a buy right now I like his value is so low I mean they've got him at 102 right now in terms of adp uh, to your point I, I do think that because of his his salary he's going to be there this year. Um, I, I, I have got to feel like there was something going on last year with his health that kept him off the football field. It's just so difficult for me to sit there and look at a guy that, that like has been so dominant, uh, and like believe that he is like a, a true healthy scratch, um, in some of these games or, or at least like hardly utilized. And, you know, I mean, this is a guy that like prior to last year finished ninth, uh, he had the hand thing the year before the wrist thing, whatever it was. And then he was, you know, the number one overall player the previous year. Um, you know, so I, there is definitely upside there for, for a guy that can, that can do a ton. And if for whatever reason, like, yeah, man, there was something else going on there that that was, you know, more than just, he's not good anymore. Uh, that this could return like, you know, pretty, pretty handsomely. Um, he is, he is like no longer a spring chicken, especially in like the, the realm of running backs. And so it's like, this is again, would be another move that I would look at and be like, this is kind of a short term buy move, uh, that I would be looking to make for a team that, that like wants to try and win in the very short term. But, um, you know, even, even if you're, you're a team that is rebuilding and, you know, he is able to get back on the football field and, and like get a reasonable amount of touches, there will be a return on his value. Teams will want to buy that. And so, you know, it could be worth it just for that reason.
0: I agree, and uh, he is somebody who is another name that I looked at, and I was just like, "Man, that's so crazy! Get out of yeah. here!"
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, it's just whatever. Such a like blue chip fantasy player, you know. So, and I bet you owners
0: Willis. owners want to probably get off him. Would be my guess, and you might oh, be able to sure, get a pretty they'll, decent they'll, deal. They'll take whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: They'll, yeah. they'll take whatever. Uh, throw another guy out there. Kareem Hunt
0: at eighty five. Uh, briefly brought him up when you brought up Jarvis.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that guy's a fucking knucklehead. He's yeah, yeah. yeah he got for those that don't know, he got a- arrested again this off season. Not uh, arrested. For,
0: not arrested. Hold okay, on. Okay,
1: pulled over and had drugs in his car,
0: and the cop let him off. Correct. Yeah, cop. Is that what happened? Yeah, cop. Literally didn't didn't cite him for marijuana. Okay. They uh, well, gave him a speeding ticket. And, uh, and did not cite him for marijuana. So,
1: but he had marijuana.
0: No. He said the guy asked him. I don't know if he had it in the car. But they asked him if he took. Yes, he had marijuana in the car. And then the, the police officer. Asked, he said it was somebody else's. And then the police officer asked him if he would uh, fail a drug test. And he said yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. I mean, dude, like the the NFL (laughs) is not like the court of law, right? I mean, like they're the amount of of proof that you need to, 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 you know, suspend some guy or do whatever is pretty low. And this is one of those things where it's like, this is a guy that's already been in trouble, um, several points in his young career. And it's like, those things are huge red flags to me. Like as a player from a talent perspective, um, I agree with you in terms of where he is ranked, but like I, I feel like you know what his future holds is is such a big unknown for me. There's so many red flags there.
0: This is a high risk. This is a high risk one. Uh, but it I is. think reward reward could be crazy, man. if this guy, you know, he's a free agent, there's still hasn't been sorted out whether I guess he's unrestricted or restricted uh, because of after getting cut by the chiefs like not being on his original rookie contract, you know, kind of all that stuff. So I don't know how that all plays out. I think if he stays on the Browns, still a weapon, still valuable. Like I said, going to run the hell out of the ball. Passing to the running backs is a big thing that Stefanski does. So he has value that way. And yeah, this is a high-risk one. But this uh, this is something that right now in the offseason, yeah, there's somebody – probably your Kareem Hunt owner is the person who owned him when he was with the Chiefs. You know, There wasn't really any time to get off of him over the last few years. And, uh, once you have, uh, you know, he may have seen that thing this off season and he's like, just, just give me anything. Like, I don't, I don't want this guy on roster anymore. And, uh, and I think there's, there's value in in getting him there at 85.
1: I don't disagree with you. And I do think that even in this current situation with the Browns, it's like, it, it, you know, it looks like he would have fantasy value. I, I think he would have a lot more if he went somewhere else. And I would like that also just for the Nick Chubb truther and like, you know, whatever a high degree of owner that i am um yep. but i you know good player uh idiot off the field uh, you know I, and that that piece of things is concerning but it's like yeah do you think you'll face a suspension for this current thing no i i would just kind of be surprised if he didn't just again based based on his past um but we shall see we shall see I agree Mate. with you, though. That's a pretty good price. It drives me crazy, though, James, because it's like, you. that's 85. Right at 82, there is a guy by the name of Chris Carson for the Seattle Seahawks. So basically the exact same range as Kareem Hunt, except for this guy has none, none of those character red flags or off-the-field problems, uh, has been the number one running back on a run-focused team for the past two years, is is only entering into his, his, what, his third season in the NFL, or his fourth season in the NFL, um, has finished 18th and 10th. The last two years. Yeah. Why, why, why is Chris Carson at 82? And why isn't everybody trying to buy him at that price tag?
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, uh, also, it's, it's, it's funny. Just, just hearing the run of players here, knowing, knowing that you were going to hit him, I literally just skipped over. I saw him at that number and I was like, Ben's, Ben's got this. Like, he's for sure going to hit this guy.
1: (laughs) It's insanity, dude it is
0: and uh he's somebody who like i think Rashad Penny at his number is is a good one too like uh, uh, both of those guys i don't get it
1: injuries well, for uh, yeah
0: injuries for I've got him them.
1: highlighted and i was going to bring him up as well cuz he's at 132 yeah and it's one of those things where it's like okay again this is one of the, the teams that runs the football the most every single year and you're looking at the guys, the two guys that right now would be looked at to be leading that backfield. How, 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 how are, how are we sitting here? And one of them's at 82. Cause, cause like the logical thing here is, oh, I mean, if you're going to value Carson at 82, it's probably because you think Penny's going to actually pick up this year. This will be the year that, that he takes over or something, but it's like, no, that's not what people are thinking. Uh, you know, I, and, and it just feels so unlikely to me that they invest any kind of in, in real draft capital at running back. I mean, Carson's been a good NFL player.
0: Yeah, it's crazy too because I look at the rankings here, and Carson's at 62, and Rashad Penny's at 93. So I don't know what's up with with these ADP numbers, but yeah, both of those guys like hard buys. Uh, yeah, Carson too. Yeah, I don't. There's still a lot of Carson hate out there, and, and I and I don't get it. Um, he's, I mean that's he's the, the thing is, It's like
1: people people need to throw on the tape because it's, watching Chris Carson. You know, if you remove what whatever his boring name or or like the lack of what you knew about him heading into the process last year or or the lack of draft capital spent on him and you just watch him, the football player playing against other NFL football players, that guy is a fucking dude, man. I mean like he, he, is. he is he is an absolute beast. Constantly churning his legs, man, destroys people out there. I mean he looks like a true a true star running back.
0: Injury concerns
1: for sure. Injury concerns, but produced, that's fair and that's produced every pa- time he's out pa- there. Pa- So sure. That's part of the way he plays football or whatever. He plays football the way that Seattle likes their running backs to play very physical, you know, and obviously that creates the injury risks and he's had several injuries at at this point in his young career. And so I could understand from that perspective, but you know what, man, there's plenty of other talented guys that have had injuries and have injury risk or whatever that are way, way, way higher up on this board. You know, so I, for me, that's not nearly enough to justify where he is at here. I mean, I think that what has to be baked in here is people assuming that he's not going to necessarily be the number one running back next year. And I, you know, if, if he is healthy, I don't know why he wouldn't be. I don't know why that would be the default assumption that we're making. Is there a possibility it's Penny? Absolutely. But uh, like uh, all of the evidence points to right now Uh, that it would be Carson.
0: Penny probably won't even be healthy to start the year. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know about that, but, um, yeah, man. Those both those guys, definite buys at that price tag. Um, another guy I have in that range is McCole Hardman at ninety two. Uh, just before who,
1: we move before we move off Carson, real quick. I just want to emphasize he is probably my number one buy on this list.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, at that price tag, that that definitely makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. McCole Hardman 90, the guy that I
0: like ninety two. Yeah. Um, touchdown waiting to happen. Uh did you know he was a five star in high school. You and I have been doing a lot of uh you know draft related stuff as we prep for the the previous podcasts and as we're continuing to kind of build out that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean dude, he was whatever, you know, a track champion in high school as well, obviously. Yeah. Um that lines up, checks out. So but yeah. I mean dude, uh, he he is he he is one of the few guys in this league that has like true uh world-class i'm going to use that slightly loosely here but like yeah man i mean faster than everybody else on the football field and yep
0: other than me, his teammate
1: <laughs> other than his teammate tyreek hill who's the fastest guy probably to ever play football but um i you know the sammy walk situation is what does it for me and i'm sure you're you're going to touch on that
0: yeah no that's that's exactly it uh sammy's probably gone and mccall hardman is a buy because of that touchdown waiting to happen Third option in tar- that Chiefs offense, like let's go. Yeah,
1: if his targets just go up, they're going to be like such high value targets. Um, yep. Yeah, I could I could see us being even more like air ready next year than we've even been the last couple.
0: Yep. So yeah, Sammy, Sammy gone. Hardman assumes that uh, that other outside wide receiver position. Uh, they find creative ways to get him the football, and uh, and yeah, I mean the third option in the Chiefs offense is still. Scary as hell, man, and a, and, a, and a great fantasy asset.
1: Agreed, agreed, agreed.
0: Uh, yeah, not 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 too much more to point on him. You know, not a lot of not a crazy guy with crazy production in college. This uh, funny enough with like his most productive season, and he did all of it at the end of the the end of the year. So that's yeah. that's what excites me the most is is the fact that he broke out in in those last few weeks was going off. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna throw out another guy here. Will Fuller, I feel like, is still an interesting buy. He's at 107. Um, he's never had a good, like, a like season finish. Oh, I think we all know that. Uh, it's like he's gotten injured t- to various degrees of seriousness however many of the last handful of years. Um, but, you know, when, when he's on the football field, man, he has definitely the potential to, to put out huge games. Um. I you know anyone that is out there legitimately stealing looks away from DeAndre Hopkins, you know, was a good football player, and like 107, I feel like is is still a pretty reduced price tag, and I feel like just based on like the like whatever the sheer random odds of it, he's got to have a full season in him at some point. Maybe it's next year.
0: I uh so 14 games as a rookie, 10 games the next year, seven games the following year, and 11 last year.
1: Yep, uh, yep. We're trending back up. We're trending back up. (laughs) Okay.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I mean, as somebody who's a DeAndre Hopkins owner, Will Fuller honestly more just pisses me off than anything. Uh just like the the DeAndre Hopkins splits when Will Fuller is out there um are, are frustrating. And and yeah, he uh is definitely he is a really valuable football player. He's somebody who can be difficult to to guess week to week, even when he is out there, whether or not he's going off. Um I'm probably not buying Will Fuller anywhere, even at that price tag. Uh, I guess I could see oh, s- dude, it's something a, it's coming a out there. Um, it's
1: a huge gam, huge gamble play. Um, it's a. I like the talent. I like what he's been able to do to people for for, for the player and what that is. That's a good price. But yeah, I mean, I, it, it's some of the guys that are the most frustrating, or um, like the the Brandon Cooks type of guys, where it's like huge days and then nothing Uh, for Brandon cooks this last year, it was mostly nothing. Um, but like, you know, during the first four years of his career, that that's a lot of what it was. And those guys are tough to play, man. Week in, week out. Fuller is like that, except for to the next level. And so, you know, this is mostly just a, yeah, I mean, this is, this would be a gamble and hoping that he's able to stay healthy and, um, you know, uptick in his consistency. uh, and you know, he could be an interesting player.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Anything else on him here? All right. Uh, Last guy I have, I just want to hit on is Darius Slayton sitting at uh, 97. I think that uh, there's no clear cut number one wide receiver in New York. I think this guy has just as much of a right to it as any of the other guys. And if Daniel Jones is real, then uh, getting this guy at 97 is a steal, even if he settles in as the number two wide receiver there.
1: Doesn't that make you feel a little bit, because I see that Sterling Shepard's literally right behind him at 98. Doesn't that make you feel a little bit, though, that like they don't have their number one right now? I'm, al- I'm always like really cautious of that when it's like you're looking at a guy and it's like, yeah, well, no, you're the de facto number one you know, because you're the best wide receiver on the team. But it's like you don't necessarily display the skill set uh, or the dominance I'd be looking for from like a true number one. Don't get me wrong; I thought Darius Slayton looked looked pretty good this past year, but I just don't know whether or not he's he's going to be a number one guy. I could uh, see it though.
0: Yeah, and I again, I think it's uh, that's this is also uh, you know value here. Like at ninety seven, I think I think this is pretty good. I mean, again, I think his stats from last year would would surprise a little bit with uh, forty eight receptions for seven hundred and forty yards and eight touchdowns um and and like all of that was at the end of the season he finished really strong so okay i um i really i really like uh him moving forward i think he's just one of those guys that yeah kind of kind of got slept on but i liked everything i i saw from him this year and you may be right that they may not have the number one on 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 that team you never know what gettleman's gonna do as we've covered in in past podcasts but i think uh I think Darius Slayton is value even if he settles in as the number two wide receiver uh, at, at, you know, 97.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, well, the last guy I've really got on the list here uh, is another one of these, like, veteran guys that I, I feel like is just free free money at where he's being valued right now. If you're, like, in a win-now position, you've got a hole to fill, and it's Julian Edelman at 127. Now, like, again, there's some concern here that maybe Tom Brady won't be back. If that happens, like, oh, my God, bailout. So hard. But <laughs> uh, I, I'm i assuming he's going to be just because, like, honestly, man, it, it makes too much sense that, that that is what the outcome of this would be. Uh, you know, they have no no good contingencies. So I, I, don't, I don't know why he wouldn't end up back there if he's going to play this year. Um, and I also don't know why, you know, the Patriots would sit there and, like, finally actually figure out uh, their pass-catching situation. They've been not very good at managing the wide receiver position through like, you know, most of the years that Belichick has been there. Yep. And uh, Julian Edelman has been just like a a machine, like a steady Eddie machine and, uh, you know, guaranteed to just soak up targets from Tom Brady, especially as like Tom Brady ages Man, it's like, yeah, he's not the deep ball is less what he is looking for. He's looking for the mind meld quick, easy ones with Julian Edelman, Uh, you know, and that's kind of the offense that they've transitioned to. And, you know Edelman was the number 5 PPR wide receiver last year. I mean, I and so it's like, yeah, to, to get him at 127 even if it's for just a year, which is like all that I would be basically banking on us. It's, it's like, yeah, you're going to get one more year of Brady and Edelman and like uh, Edelman again, the, his his game, I you know, I don't think it it, it is going to be affected by his increasing age. Um, and same thing with Brady. So, you know, I think if anything, it just kind of was like gonna force them to lean on each other even more. But again, that's a situation of like, well, how many more years can either of these guys play? Assume it's one. Assume it's one and even still at one twenty seven, you know, that seems like a pretty a pretty good buy.
0: Yeah, I agree with all that. He uh definitely has some value for a win now team in you know, at one twenty seven. I don't know what you get for him right? If you're a rebuilding team that does have him on your roster. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's the thing.
1: Apparently, apparently you get nothing for him, you know? And so it's like, I don't know. Maybe someone's willing to take, like, the ham sandwiched, you know, at this point, because the end is so near for Julian Edelman. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That seems, again, that seems like free money for me. If, I, if I'm sitting there and I've got, like, a glaring hole at my wide receiver, receiver two spot on an otherwise, like, championship caliber team, you know, that to me just seems like such a low cost way of getting it done.
0: I agree. Uh, any honorable mentions or anything you wanna you wanna hit here or I uh, know we've we've gone a lot longer than uh, than we expected Dude, so, so much longer. so thank you to the uh, to those listeners that are still here. We appreciate you. we really do. Um, like we mentioned off the top, we are going to. Uh, be putting out just some quick hit reactions to the combine Uh, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday uh, which is when players start reporting uh, but they don't start running until until Thursday so um, we'll be getting those episodes out to you uh, wide receivers and tight ends uh, out to you on Friday and then uh, quarterbacks and running backs out on Saturday Uh, everyone please uh, be on the lookout this week uh, in advance of those combine episodes that we have coming out on uh, Friday and Saturday we will have our cell uh, podcast coming out covering uh, a number of people similar to today's format uh, for cells off the rails